Sean Sewell with the Ingrima.com podcast. Welcome to a new year. And uh, returning guest, Gore-Tex, uh, Matt Decker from Gore-Tex is on today. We're going to talk about their newest development in waterproof breathable technology, their EPE membrane. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Sean. Excited to be here. Excellent. Well, um, this is the first new membrane in 40 years. Is that correct? That's true. Uh, EPE is the brand new complementary material that we've introduced into our Gore-Tex product lines. Fantastic. Well, about a month ago, uh, you guys sent over an EPE-based um, jacket. I've been using it and uh, have it right, right here. And um, I've noticed it's pretty pretty awesome, as well as some Patagonia Storm Shift pass, pants we've been testing out. Um, can you uh, start by explaining to the audience what EPE is? What does EPE stand for? And what does uh, the launch mean for the future of EPTFE as well? Sure. So the material itself is a microporous form of polyethylene. And polyethylene is a very common plastic uh, material. But what we've done is we've processed it in such a way to incorporate porosity into the membrane. And so in that way, the E in EPE stands for expanded and the PE stands for polyethylene. So you can think of it as we've stretched um, the material to create a porous polymer matrix. And in a lot of ways, that's very similar to our existing EPTFE materials that you referenced. And that's not by accident. If you talked about 40 years of history in this market space, and what that's really enabled us to do is to take all of that knowledge that we've generated and to use that to understand what are the specific properties of EPTFE membranes that create the durable waterproofness and the breathability that our consumers expect. So we took all that knowledge and we tried to then engineer those specific properties into EPE membranes. And that's what we were able to do. So then to come back to your question, what does that mean for EPTFE? Well, we've currently introduced EPE mm -hmm. membranes into a number of our product lines. Um, and we've done that across all of our product forms. So we have garments products that you just showed that incorporate EPE membranes. We have footwear products that use EPE membranes as well as glove inserts. So we have durable waterproofness across all of our product forms using EPE. Uh, and our intent is very much to move all of our product lines to the EPE membranes, but we haven't done that today. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that Gore is all about creating materials and products that do what we say they will do. And the way that we ensure that is through what we call our fitness for use testing, which is a, a range of evaluation methods that we use on the product and the laminate to ensure that the materials that we put the Gore-Tex brand on live up to all of the expectations of that. So what we've been, the way that we've been thinking about these product transitions is that each one is really a new product development effort in and of itself. And that means a, a process of creating materials, testing those materials, and then re-engineering them. So there's a time-consuming aspect associated with that. So we've launched EPE into the products where we're ready, and we're continuing to develop into the other product lines. Fair. I imagine it was a, a lengthy process to develop the EPE um, technology. Um, speak, so 40 years since you guys first came out with it, 
uh, EPTFE. Um, how long have you guys been working on the EPE part? It's a great question. It's a bit of a debate. Uh, if I would say roughly 10 years. If you go back to sort of the origin of this, it was we were talking about what could it look like to move beyond EPTFE material sets, which is what we've always used to your point and what's really been Gore's bread and butter for the entirety of our of our existence. But we started talking about we're always looking for what other material sets are out there. Um, exploration and advanced materials is very much in our DNA. And so we started to explore some other materials. And at the time, it was a couple of scientists in our central research that were dabbling with what was possible. As they demonstrated more and more capability, we added more and more people to it. So 10 years ago, it was a couple people. It's been a very intensive focus for us over the last three to four years, once we showed, showed real promise and really went from to commercialize materials and start working with our customers into real end items. Excellent. What were the goals of developing this new EPE? So the objective was really around sustainable performance. And what I mean by that is Gore-Tex, as I said, it means that that brand means something, right? It means high performance, durably waterproof, and highly breathable materials. And we knew we wanted to continue to use that brand because of the, the what it means in the outdoor market. So at the same time, we wanted to, in, that meant not compromise on the aspects of high performance. And what it really meant was about elevating um, our sustainability credentials to perform to the same level as our performance credentials. So the goal was really about developing a material set that would still warrant the Gore-Tex brand from a performance perspective and adding the uh, another vector around sustainable performance. Oh, that's great. Do you feel that this will encourage other manufacturers to pursue new uh, material sets uh, that will benefit all of us in the long run? I hope so. I think what we've demonstrated here is that when you have a really intense focus for over an extended period of time, you're able to engineer the right properties. And it's about the properties themselves that the materials impart and, and not the uh, and not the underlying chemistry. And that was really our focus here. So we did something that if you'd asked us certainly 10 years ago, even maybe five years ago, was this possible to do? I think even those of us inside of Gore would have said no, um, but it was through a lot of diligence and knowing that we had a really clear need to, that if, if we delivered on this, it would be a big win. Um, that really became the, the what sustained us through, through that development. That's oh, good motivation right there. Uh, you touched on briefly the uh, testing process. Now, uh, a year or two ago, I was part of a media uh, virtual tour. They got to go through and see some of the crazy intense tests you guys do to earn that Gore-Tex name. Um, the sustained water profiles and just crazy stuff. Can you speak to the, our audience who may have not seen that uh, tour? What kind of testing properties are you go through to make sure it gets the Gore-Tex seal of approval? Yeah, it's great. So I think about testing and Gore-Tex materials really on three levels. The first is on the material level and the laminate level. And that's a lot of, I think, what you're talking about, what you get to see in the Gore-Tex labs is we... When we think about what Gore-Tex means, to me, it's about durable, 
waterproofness, and comfort. So we have a range of battery of tests to evaluate both of those things. And in the lab, that talks about different ways to condition or pre-treat those the laminates in the material. It could be washers, it could be abrasion tests. And then after that, we subject it to um, synthetic rain. So it could be in our rain tower testing to understand after it's been through these abusive test conditioning, does it leak? And we know how what we expect for different uh, performance lines, how long in those test means it needs to hold up. The next level then after the benchtop testing is really product testing. So we put it into end items, we start to beat it up, or evaluate its comfort, breathability in, in a shoe, in a garment, in a glove. And then the real gold standards for us is still field trialing. So putting it on athletes' backs, um, putting it out into the field, putting it on our own. So we call it the Bob Gore test. Um, it's an expectation of people within Gore that if you're working on that development, that you've you've tested it yourself. Because if you don't believe in its performance, if you don't feel the difference, then it's it's asking a lot of any of our customers and consumers that they would experience it themselves. Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I've been really fortunate to be part of the media testing where they send over uh, jackets like they did currently this year. Uh, and about a year and a half ago, they sent over um, a, a spec jacket, that red one with the different properties in it. Yeah, we actually took that to Denali. That was put it through the test. It was fantastic. It's um, great. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's, there's a lot of research and development. And it's fun to see what you guys do. And I'm going to try and link to that video. Um, I think I've recorded of like the substantial amount of rain. Like there's a room, right? Where you do people mm -hmm. volunteer to go in that room? Like in the staff, some do, some do. Yeah. <laughs> some sadistic people. Yeah. Um, you guys test your stuff very thoroughly. Um, here's one. Um, what are the features and benefits to this EPE? Yeah. So I've hit pretty strongly on durable waterproofness, mm -hmm. comfort, and sustainability as the three kind of vectors of performance that we're after. And to deliver on those, we've really engineered this material to be mechanically tough and to have a very high strength, so robustness and durability. And yet, despite that robustness that we've, from a mechanical perspective, EPE is also significantly thinner and lighter weight than its EPTFE, membrane counterparts, and it has a reduced chemical footprint. So it's PFC-free, which helps us meet our goals of eliminating PFCs of environmental concern from the life cycle of our products. And it's lower carbon footprint um, because of its reduced mass. So we have the mechanical robustness around to deliver on the durable waterproofness. We've got the lightweight and the high breathability to deliver on comfort and the low chemical and carbon footprint to deliver on this sustainability. Uh, some winning properties right there. So you really got me intrigued on this ladder weight. Um, I know this is not part of the plan questions here, but i um, been using Gore-Tex stuff for decades. One of my favorites was the pack light. I know it's a two layer, usually two layer uh, membrane. Will this be potentially lighter weight um, for that ultralight backpacking crowd? So that's one of the objectives is to drive it lower on a per, the membrane to membrane basis, it's lighter. And then the total package is a strong function of the textile weight as well. Um, but if we have a pack light version with the same textile in EPE and EPTFE, then yes, the pack light version would be lighter. That is going to blow a lot of minds. Oh my goodness. That's going to put a whole new market for you guys. <laughs> well, you already had the market, but to reduce the yeah. weight, that's like a lot of people's goal with ultra light. Yeah. And to have a Gore-Tex in the ultra light, I think will make a lot of people very happy. 
Wow. Well, I'm, I'm as you can tell, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, the, the garment uh, you guys sent over was a two-layer. I, I kind of assume, but maybe it's not happened yet. Will there be a three-layer version of this? There will. So our first three-layer version will be introduced for the autumn winter 23 season. So next year at this time, we'll have three-layer product in the space. Our CNIT backer will lead that, uh, as well as our uh, CNIT and our like our line fleece line backer will be the two three-layer products that first get introduced. Um, we also have our versatile, we call our versatile hard shell product, which is a three-layer in our general outdoor space, which will be available this spring. Um, oh, great. Um... Well, this is great. There's a lot of people I'm thinking about will benefit from this. Um, who is a target audience? Well, it sounds like target audiences, really. Yeah, I think audiences is the right word. To a large extent, it's our existing Gore-Tex consumer because we do see a strong market demand for consumers asking for high-performance materials that are associated with Gore-Tex today. But we also see a similar type of insistence coming from our in general, right, broader than just the Gore-Tex space for environmentally sustainable products. So really engineering this EPE to deliver on both of these, right, the high performance space that we associate with Gore-Tex today, but also using material choices and the long functional life to bring in this durability. So it's a large portion of our customers today, but I do believe that by being really deliberate about our environmental sustainability story, we may attract people to the business, to the brand that have historically not been associated with it. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Well, speaking of brands, um, you mentioned uh, one brand earlier, but what brands will uh, feature this in the clothing and the footwear and the gloves and other, other gear? So for 22 fall 22. So right now we have, we've introduced with a limited number of partners. You mentioned Patagonia as one who has uh, apparel. Also at retail today are Arcteryx and Adidas in the garment space. For footwear, we have Solomon has a Speedcross XT6 in Gore-Tex with EPE. Oh, nice. I'll check that out. It's my favorite shoes. It's really nice. I have a pair. Yeah. Um, Adidas has a couple of styles in EPE and Black Yak in Asia Pacific. Nice. For gloves, uh, Royal. Dekine, Roish, and Hestra are all introducing EPE products for the season, and which is great for us, right? It's a really strong yeah. testament to these leading brands really trusting. Um, they're not waiting and seeing, right? They believe they yeah. know how much we test to your points. And so they know when we've introduced something with the Gore-Tex brand that it's going to do what we said it will do. That's awesome. And I love it. That's a very diverse uh, group of gloves, especially that the kind for, uh, you know, typical like snowboarders and such to Hestra uh, for work and for just durability and that, that heritage brand. Well, I love Hestra. That's, that's huge for you guys. That's great. Yeah. Very great. exciting stuff. I, I, my mind is spinning with possibilities for this EPE, especially that it's lighter weight. Um, is there any difference as far as maintenance or, you know, carrying the, does it change the washing properties or anything like that for the EPE? No, that's a great question. Uh, but this was very much engineered with the intent that the way that we treat and think about Gore-Tex today, we, we don't want to change our consumer behavior too much. So we still expect, we still need for Gore-Tex garments to be washed and cared for and laundered to meet their full performance. But no, very much engineered to the same criteria. 
Oh, that's great thing is because we do get to test a lot of different uh, membranes over here. Some are pretty delicate. You know, they might, they might be really lightweight, but they're very fragile um, and they wear down pretty quickly. I know Gore-Tex, you know, you guys have a, a very high standard for Gore-Tex, but it's also very easy to maintain. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very simple for most any consumer from whatever end to high end uh, to maintain it as opposed to some other membranes, which just perform great, but the durability um, and ease of use isn't quite there. It's a great point you make, actually. So I should be clear, e this is not the first EPE membrane. Um, it's not even the first EPE membrane in the outdoor market. And I talked about us looking at a lot of different membranes. So we're always exploring what's out there. What got us excited about this was that we were able to engineer the properties of this EPE in a unique way that enabled us to meet the durability, to, to overcome what's historically been a very fragile, um, very non-durable membrane for garments and apparel use. And we were actually able to do it to such a degree that we were able to take mass out and thickness out and still maintain the level of durability. That's what was really exciting to me, was that we were actually increasing the, the functional performance of this membrane um, beyond what we were seeing on an equivalent weight basis for EPTFE uh, through some of this knowledge. That's exciting. And I, I, I can understand why everybody's excited about that. Yeah, if you can make it um, more easy to uh, maintain, more durable and save that weight and improve uh, the footprint for the environment, that's, that's a lot of pluses in my book. For sure. This has been fascinating, Matt. I really appreciate going through the more details. I know the material came over and I didn't quite understand it because I don't have the the depth of knowledge in this area. I just know how to put a jacket on, how to wear it and how to wash it. But uh, I appreciate explaining it to our audience, uh, this new EPE membrane. And it's exciting that people you have partnered up, the companies lined up to uh, bring it to market currently and in the future. And um, I, you could probably tell earlier, I was really excited about this uh, lighter weight it's a whole audience right there that's going to really appreciate that durability and lighter weight. It's, that's huge. Great. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure, Matt. Um, well, I'll put resources below for our engagement audience as well. Uh, so they can learn more if they want to read more details. We'll have more resources um, for them. And Matt, thank you so much for your time explaining this. This has been an eye-opener. And uh, if people are watching the YouTube video, they'll see like literally eye-opening. Very excited about this technology. <laughs> I'm glad. Us too. Us yeah. too. That's a win-win for everybody. Well, um, thank you for your time, Matt. And um, all you out there for Ingrimit audience, appreciate all of you. Sean Sewell, owner of Director Stoke for Ingrimit.com. Until next time, take care.